All right, hey, what's up everyone? Sam here from Wall Street Mastermind. I'm back today with another client interview for you guys. Um, today I have Jared on, and uh, Jared just finished going through his summer 2021 recruiting process. Um, and uh, definitely lots of ups and downs along the way. And, um, you know, I can honestly say I feel like Jared is one of the most deserving clients that I've coached, um, just in terms of, you know, how well he knew his stuff and how hard he worked at it. So wanted to get him on here today and just kind of share his uh, his story and his experience with you guys and how the entire process went for him. And hopefully along the ways or along the way, share some nuggets with you guys in terms of, you know, things that could potentially help you out in your own process. So Jared, thanks for uh, taking time to talk to us today. Yeah, for sure. Um, so why don't we just, uh, kick things off by having you introduce yourself a little bit, like, you know, help our listeners get a sense of kind of what kind of candidate you are. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, I'm from, uh, Stanford, Connecticut. I'll be graduating with Brandeis in May of 2022. I'm actually a, a part of a Fiverr program and it's a, a combined program where I get a bachelor's and then a master's in international economics and finance. And, um, so since I'm, I'm going into, since I'm in my senior year now, um, it actually is technically like my junior year in a sense. And that's how I kind of went into the recruiting process. Um, you know, but before, before uh, I decided to recruit for IB, I worked at a real estate investment firm and got some exposure there and also took a, a class on real estate finance, which I thought was like, really cool because I actually got to build out models and things like that. But I didn't really understand, you know, coming out of that, how intense like the finance industry was in terms of recruiting and, and things like that. Um, but uh, once I decided to kind of recruit for investment banking and go th full throttle, that's when I, uh, you know, um, really took initiative. I worked at a, a boutique M&A shop last this past summer and now I'm, uh, uh, secured an offer. So, um, you know, before I think there was just a huge lack of awareness, but, um, over time working with, with Sam and also, um, just talking to a lot of people was able to kind of really understand what the, what the process is like, especially for banking. Got it. Got it. Um, you, you talked about how, so you go to Brandeis, which is, you guys are like a liberal arts, small liberal arts school, right? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. How, how big is your school? Like how many students do you guys have? It's like 4,500 undergrad. Okay. Around. And I'm guessing there aren't really very many people there who are trying to break into investment banking. No, I mean, it's, it's a very um, pre-med heavy school, pre-law heavy school. The business program which is a graduate business school was built out like 20 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago, maybe it's not, yeah. it's not a huge presence on campus, but there are a couple of older guys um, who are on the street from Brandeis, but there's really no presence of, uh, of young guys, um, which all actually makes it uh, even harder. Yeah. When you say old guys, when you say old guys, like how old are you talking about? You're like, like MD, level? like MD level and up, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> a up. couple of people. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and up, yeah. <laughs> As your partner. Super senior, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, got it. Okay. So, I mean, that kind of explains probably why you just really had no idea how intense the process is or just the lack of awareness is that, like, there's no nobody around you that's doing this stuff and can really tell you what it's like. And so you're kind of in the dark, right? For sure, um, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> talk to us a little bit then. So when, when did you first decide that you wanted to go into pursuing investment banking? Like, do you remember when that was? Yeah. So, I mean, initially I was going to be a part of the, I always had this five-year program in the back of my mind. It was, a, it was an option that I could, you know, a, th- a program I can opt into halfway through college, but uh, I wasn't sure. So I was actually applying for junior internships during my actual junior year in the, the regular four-year time frame. And, you know, I was, I just wanted to get a job in finance more broadly. Um, I didn't really understand, first of all, like the exit opportunities you get from IB or just the, the level of prestige you get from working IB versus other things. And I thought just, you know, maybe finance made sense and I can just move around within there, you know, pretty easily. Um, and so I just started applying places and, and that really did not work out. <laughs> like, I think I applied to like, like 30 or 40 places, but didn't network with anyone, didn't understand like the, you know, how intense that process was and what it really entailed. So after like, I kind of uh, felt like flat on my face per se, and didn't really get much. Um, I realized that, you know, I, I actually have another, I can opt into another year. And I, I think um, if I really put my mind to it, I can, I can, you know, put myself in a spot um, where I can get a really good offer. So and I also wanted to, you know, get the cream of a crop job per se within finance. And that is, um, in my opinion, banking. So once I understood those things, it was like, okay, I have the time now. It's it's essentially the middle of my junior year, which would be the middle of someone's sophomore year. And I'm going to try and find the resources to, to help me out. So Got that's it. how I, I did it. Got it. So the first half of your junior year, basically the second half of 2019 was when you were applying to these general finance jobs and nothing panned out. And then... I guess end of 2019, beginning of 2020 was when you decided to seriously pursue banking. And then so you opted for the fifth year and then you started seriously looking into it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So pretty much then like, when did you relative to when you first decided that you want to pursue banking from, from that point until when you joined Wall Street Mastermind, like how much time was in between? Like, were you kind of like attempting this on your own efforts or did you kind of just join Wall Street Mastermind from the get-go? So like what gave me more insight into banking actually was watching, you know, the Wall Street Mastermind um, like advertisement and then going to the first like info session. Okay. Uh, so that really opened my, my eyes because first, like I don't, like I didn't have any, I don't have any friends who do banking. I don't know anyone really within my age yeah. Um, that I was close with that did banking at all, yeah. um, let alone like any type of hardcore finance. So yeah. I didn't really understand that world from yeah. a, from a 
you know, a job perspective. So once I saw that video and understood really like how the career was, you know, how, how it worked out, like how, how the career paths you can take from banking, what you actually get within banking itself. Um, I had a better, better understanding and that's like kind of, that helped me, you know, that pushed me to, to pursue that specifically, I think. Um, then I tried it out a little bit on my own. Um, but I was, I was talking to you in the beginning and I was trying on my, you know, uh, on the side, but, um, I think just the, the lack of, of knowledge that I had, um, going through that process was, was an issue. So I needed to, I think I needed to seek, uh, you know, assistance. Got it. Yeah. I mean, look, it's really, really tough when no one around you is doing this and it's, basically a new industry to you and kind of a black box in a way and you're trying to navigate way, your way through that and at the same time you're coming from a small liberal arts school and you're competing with you know kids from Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Wharton, Columbia, NYU, some of these schools that um, are basically the complete opposite where they have you know all these finance and investment clubs and a ton of alumni on Wall Street and upperclassmen that have done it before that can give them advice. And uh, it's just not a level playing field, right? Um, and, and when you consider the fact that, you know, like you said, you want to go for the cream of the crop banks, um, you're talking about anywhere from a 1% to 3% acceptance rate depending on the bank, right? And so yeah. I think, um, you know, like there are a lot of people out there who – probably used to be or even currently are in the same situation that you're in which is feeling kind of lost and didn't really know what to do so um so you decided so okay so then you found us pretty early on which is um i guess a good thing but um then you watched our you, you said info session or i guess our webinar then you jumped on a call with us right and then we probably talked for whatever an hour an hour and a half two hours i don't remember um but we, i think we had a pretty long conversation what like ultimately made you decide to jump in to a program like this? Cause like what we do is probably, I mean, I don't know how much research you did out there when you were looking for help, but what we do is pretty different from most of what everyone else is doing out there. Right. So like what drew you to this kind of program, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, I think just, First of all, the the level of attention that Wall Street Mastermind gives its clients is is pretty is pretty great, honestly. Like you get to go to office hours every week. You get to um, work with Sam and, and and Adele like almost uh, every single day, asking them questions. And you're a part of this sort of community where you just kind of feed off each other and and get different people's perspectives on their process. Um, whether you know it be in terms of just networking or knowing their technical questions or or just general interview questions all those things kind of help and i actually like got access to um like a couple people within the actual community that helped me out in terms of prepping for interviews and we just talked about our 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 um processes together which is really really great and i think that was something that I was lacking in school because no one, none of my friends was, was, was pursuing banking. 
Yeah. So I think that's really, really the community, honestly, and the like individual attention yeah. that you get yeah. um, is, a, is a main differentiator rather than just reading something online. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you mentioned the community aspect. That's pretty, um, that's pretty interesting. I think that's something that's kind of, to be honest, taken a life of its own probably over the past year or so. Um, mm. But I, I find it to be really unique and quite, quite honestly amazing that um, just how collaborative our clients are in terms of helping each other out and stuff, you know, like people taking a higher view and then going in the Facebook group and posting the exact questions that they got so that everybody else can, you know, know what the questions are beforehand. Um, you know, stuff like that happening all the time. And you might think that, uh, people want to keep that stuff to themselves because it is a competitive process. Right. But I feel like people around here, um, they don't really have like a scarcity mindset. It's kind of like, Hey, let's all win together. And, um, and I just think it's a beautiful thing too. I mean, like as, as the person that's like running this thing, when I see that, it's just, it makes me cry a little bit inside, you know, <laughs> like, like, Oh, that's amazing. Like to see everyone helping each other out and stuff. And it's just, um, yeah, I think it's being a part of that community. I agree. That's like a huge aspect of, um, of what Wall Street Mastermind is about. It's like, yes, like, yeah, learning from me and Adele and, you know, other, other people, but, um, but like just having peers or friends that, are going through the process with you together and you guys are all struggling together. It's, it's almost yeah. kind of like, uh, it's almost like pledging for a fraternity or something, you know, it's like a, that's not like a bond that you have, I guess. Um, yeah. which I think is pretty special. I would but, also say with the yeah. community, yeah. one major point is, is that it's a, it's a major like motivator, uh, because you're seeing what other like what interviews other people are getting where the timelines are it's like a, it's a wake-up call because everyone else is on the everyone else in this community is on the ground floor and they're they're hearing this and that and it, it really kind of gets you going in terms of um, pushing you to you know, know your stuff and also like network a ton so i would say that's also a major thing that's a great point um which is you know that saying like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with right like if you surround yourself with people who are like-minded and are ambitious and hardworking and motivated, like you have no choice but to be the same way, right? Because otherwise you're gonna get left behind. Um, and so I think like environment really matters, right? Being that in that winning environment. Um, but I also wanna say like, like on this community point, like I wanna give you some huge props. Like, I mean, definitely towards probably like the second half of your time in the program, I would say you're probably one of the biggest contributors within the community. Like a lot of times people ask questions, like we have, a, for, for our listeners that don't know this, like we have a, our own Slack channel for all of our uh, clients and they can ask us questions anytime. And um, there's also obviously public channels where everybody can see each other's questions. And uh, you know, like we have a technical question channel where people are every day just dropping different technical questions in there that they don't really understand or they don't know the answers to right and typically either myself or you know one of the other coaches like will go in there and answer these questions multiple times a day but a lot of times when we go in and try to answer these questions we'll find that jared has already answered the question for our other clients and i was like all right great awesome jared making my life easy um but no like i mean like i i 
I'm, I'm laughing about it, but it's like when you've gotten to the point where you're answering other people's questions, um, that's when you know, it's also a really good way to test yourself to see what level you're at, right? Because exactly. I, I always tell people like, when it comes to the technicals, what a lot of people are doing is they're just memorizing these, um, they're just memorizing these answers from the guides or whatever. But then because they're just memorizing it, if you actually ask them a different question, they won't know the answer, right? How you know that you've truly grasped the concepts is when you can actually teach it to other people. And I felt like in a lot of instances, I saw that you were doing that, right? Like you were basically explaining um, these answers to other people. And that's why, I mean, I alluded to this in the beginning. I was like, I felt like you were one of the most like deserving, um, you know, clients that we worked with in terms of just like, this guy deserves an offer because he knows his stuff. He's like, he knows his stuff better than most of my other clients, right? Like there's, and, and obviously you didn't get there without putting in a ton of work. Like it was, it wasn't like you started out that way, but like you did the work you were supposed to do and you got there and then like it showed, right? It was very obvious. Like when we work with, um, I'm going on like a little bit of a rant here, but like when we work with, we work with, you know, a lot of different clients from different schools and different backgrounds and whatnot. And um, we can tell, uh, or we have a, a sense inside, like in terms of how everybody, everybody. acts up against each other, right? Like we kind of have a sense for like, okay, this guy is definitely getting an offer or this guy is not quite there yet and still needs more work and more help. And in which case we'll help them obviously. Um, but for you, I was like, yeah, Jared's going to get an offer. Right. And I know I always like kept telling you that even when, even when sometimes it didn't feel like that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. so anyway, I went on a little, little tangent there, but I, yeah, I just, I've always wanted to tell you, I was like, look, I really appreciate just like how much you're helping the other clients. Too, and I, th I think that was really awesome. Um, so I guess, um, you talked about office hours a little bit. You talked about um, the community. Um, like what? What else did you? What else did we do in the program um, that you felt like really helped you? Um, I mean, it could be whatever, really. But like, what? What did you f feel like? You know, was the most impactful for you? Um, you know, just the uh, the little things in terms of knowing this is how you answer a certain question, you know, knowing that you need to know your resume inside and out and how do you go about doing that? How, like to what extent, you know, um, like checking some of the answers that I had um, and, and uh, helping me kind of craft my behavioral answers. And, and also what's super cool about the program is that, you know, you, you kind of have your behavioral answers, that you come out with out at first and they get checked and things like that. And your resume gets checked and, and whatnot. But, um, over time that evolves, especially if you're kind of starting out a little bit early. So I was also able to kind of ask questions in office hours, ask questions independently about, you know, what if I answer a question like this, or what if I change my resume like that? Would this be something that, that I can put on my LinkedIn? helping me kind of uh, understand how to evolve my profile, my candidacy over time was, was super helpful because, you know, to be honest, a lot of, a lot of the answers that you 
kind of a lot of the answer, even your story, even your main story has to constantly evolve. You know, it's not just you write it once and it's done. It's, it's ever changing, especially if you get a new job and, and it makes a lot of sense to put it in there. So kind of helping me evolve my candidacy was, was, was very, very helpful. Yeah. Cause I mean, from the time, I think you joined the program in like early January, right? And it's late September now. So it's been pretty much almost exactly nine months. Obviously during that time, you've been working on yourself. Like, like you said, you went out and got an MA, uh, M&A internship. Um, you're, you're accumulating new experiences and all of those things are going to like change, not just your resume, which is obviously a living document, but your interview answers as well. Right. And so yeah. a lot of people think like, Oh, I work on these answers one time and I'm done. It's like, no, you're constantly refining it and trying to make it just a little bit better, and a little bit better and a little bit better. And I think like the thing with our program and you can probably attest to this is that we don't really, um, we don't really like limit you in terms of how much help you can get from us. Right. I think, um, I've seen other coaching programs out there where they're very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very transactional. It's like, hey, you pay for our program, you can get two revisions of your resume within the first 30 days. And we'll look at, you know, uh, we'll do like one 30 minute call with you. And like everything is listed out, like very exact, you know, this is how many of this, this and this that you get. And then like after that, like, you're done, right? That's all your paper. We're going to move on to the next person. Um, and for me, that's just like, look, until you have the job, uh, something new is probably always going to come up where you're going to have a question about something. It's not really fair. Um, if I say I'm going to help you, but I'm only going to help you for this period of time. And then after that, you're on your own. Cause then what happens after that? Right. Um, and as you know, like the banking recruiting process, it could have been two months or three months, or it could have been like nine months, right? It just yeah. depends. Cause like the banks are so spread out and depending on like when you get your offer, like we, 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 we personally don't feel like we can predict how long it's going to take our clients to, to get the offer. So we just made a decision that, Hey, like whoever comes in to such work with us, doesn't matter how long it takes them to get the job. In fact, um, our promise is that we'll continue to help you until you get the job, however long it takes. Right. Of course we're incentivized to help you get the job as quickly as we can, because then we can go and help more people. Right. But like, if we haven't done that, then like, we're not going to stop. Right. So I think, um, I think that's, that's, that's a great point, which is just like having, um, having someone that's in your corner with you from, the beginning to the end um, and just like someone who's going to be as invested in your, in your outcome almost as much as you are. I mean, no one's going to be as invested as you are, but I would say like, we're probably right up there <laughs> behind you. Right. Like, I think that's, that's a huge thing as well. For sure. 100%. Um, so I guess um, like what, what ultimately was the outcome for you? Like, obviously it was a long process. You went through a ton of interviews. You had yeah. a bunch of really close calls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean like how many, how many final round interviews did you go to? Do you remember? Yeah. Oh. Um, 
So I'm trying to think. Um, well, in terms of interview processes total, it was like close to 10, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, final rounds, um, going to name them or? Sure, if you want, or, you know, like whatever you're comfortable with. I'll, I'll just kind of say like, you know, some really good banks, some, yeah. some really good banks, some, uh, you know, bulge brackets and, and also um, a couple of first rounds, elite boutiques and uh, also um, some final rounds that's some, uh, one final round at a, at a, at a elite boutique, uh, another at a, at a uh, middle market bank, a uh, top middle market bank. Um, and um, am I missing any? There was like one, two, there was like four. There was four or five final round interviews that I had um, during the whole process. And there are banks that like going to that, into this whole thing, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get an interview here. Um, but uh, I, I pushed through um, and uh, I, I, got, I got there. A lot of them ended up, you know, kind of going to the last, last round and, and not working out for, for whatever reason. I, I, to this day, don't know why. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I'd, I'd also say, like, something that's uh, really important in, in this process is that you need to have, like, really thick skin. Like, you need to be very comfortable with rejection. Like, you're going to be rejected almost, like, every day from people that you speak you know, speak to, um, especially early on with, with some of these calls. And you know, if you get on enough calls, like you'll actually feel like um, you're, you're almost getting a referral after every one of these calls because you just know your stuff so well, like you know how to have a conversation rather than just like bat off a couple of questions, but you're going to follow the framework correctly. Um, so um, and even if you get a bunch of referrals, like you won't even get an interview at, at some places. It just, it, it's, it's a little bit of a crapshoot, but you know, it's a numbers game and you know, you're kind of taught how to, how to play that game. Yeah. So I, I would say like, that's you know, sort of the outcome for me and, and uh, what happened ultimately. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, like you said, you had like 10 interviews. I mean, look, a lot of people would love to have that many interviews. Right. And then like maybe half of those, converted to final rounds and then I know like after each final round interview you know we would debrief and I would always ask like oh how do you feel like it went and then usually mo I, like most of the time I remember from these conversations you tell me like I feel like that went really well like you, yeah. you you answered all the questions and which wasn't surprising to me because like I said you really knew your stuff right and then so I think there were several times where we had pretty high hopes that we're getting pretty close to the end here <laughs> and then yeah. things that for whatever reason just doesn't work out and yeah. you know I think this is purely a guess but one obviously is super um, competitive we know that right like mm -hmm. and some of the feedback like sometimes you went and asked like like one of the top banks that you interview with you asked him for feedback from one of the guys that was referring you and he pretty much just told you that they just didn't have that many spots and you were great but just like barely missed the cut and stuff like that. Right. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like coming from a school, like Brandeis, like you probably lost out to some other kids that, you know, came from the more well-known target schools or whatever. And if you guys are both great, the human by natural human bias is like, well, let's just go with the 
Harvard kid. Well, let's just go with the Wharton kid, right? And so it's, it's almost like you're. I feel like you're a bit disadvantaged, as in like you can't just be as good as other people. You almost have to be like a little bit better for them to like, you know, almost like take a chance. Like, oh, we never hired a guy from the school before. Like, should we do it now? Right? Yeah. Um, but I think though the other thing is that. Um, that's you said it's a numbers game, but it's like that's why it's so important that you give yourself as many at bats as possible, right? Sure. Like, imagine if you only had two interviews or three interviews, like you could have done, yeah. you could have, you could have done great in them, and it could have just not worked out. Like sometimes there's you know luck and things like that too, right? Mm-hmm. Or you just meet an interviewer who's having a bad day, and that's outside of your control, like. They just had an argument with their wife that morning, you know, and it's like, um, so on that note, though, on the, on the, on the, on the, uh, on the point of like this being a numbers game, when you talked about networking and getting referrals, um, talk to people about that a little bit, like, cause look, one common question I get from people who come from small non-target schools that don't have a lot of alumni is like, mm-hmm. I don't know who to reach out to or like, who am I supposed yeah. to talk to? Uh, There's no alumni from my school on wall street. I'm sure you ran into that. Right. Yeah. Um, but sure, how yeah. many, like how many people did you, did you talk to throughout, throughout your recruiting process? Would you say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I reached out to 2000 people, close to 2000 people, which is a crazy number. Wow. And I, I spoke to, I think close to 350 um, bankers and people that could help me get into banking essentially um, or close to banking in, in a way. Um, and, you know, obviously those people were not all brand nice people. Um, a <laughs> lot of them and a lot, you know, I, I'd say like one, one bank that I interviewed for was because of a brand I saw online, but <laughs> the other nine out of 10 were based on very, very loose connections. Like for example, if someone was from the same hometown as me, and I never knew who he was, you know, and I saw his, on his LinkedIn that he was from, from my hometown, I would just reach out and, and hopefully we would get on a call. Or if one person, literally, I've gone on calls with people who went to Yale, and I'm, I'm from Connecticut, and I'm like, you know, a student from Connecticut reaching out, and we would get on a call, you know what I mean? As long as you, like, try and make that connection, uh, it can work out. I remember even got a, I got a, interview at a, an elite boutique bank because um because one of the the analysts there was was persian i don't, I don't know who he was but I, I saw that i'm persian i saw that on his linkedin that he was persian and we tried i try to make that connection or or force it a little bit and, and like to, to to be honest like a lot appreciate he's reaching out to as many people as he can um and some people are also like like why are you reaching out to me? <laughs> and then I would explain it to them and they'd be like, Oh wow. Like, you know, it, it, that makes sense. Obviously you don't have a lot of people <laughs> in your school, but you know, you really want this. So, um, that also kind of, um, helped. But why, uh, I would, why, why yeah. are you reaching out to me? Well, I'm from Connecticut and you go to, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> like it, honestly, like it, it doesn't matter. Like if you reach out to uh, a lot of people, um, you do it in a respectful way um in the way that you know sam kind of helps you uh do it 
then it won't piss anyone off um, or get anyone kind of upset because you're not, you know, so, so in their face, but um, it does show that you're hungry. And then I, I will also say about like the target school thing, you know, even though like it, it may seem like you're at a huge disadvantage that you're at a non-target and it is true up front, you definitely are. You can 100% use it to your advantage within the interview. Like something that I realized over time is that um, like I've had to work really, really hard to get in, even into those interview process, processes. And I, I listed some of the, like the numbers of people that I spoke to at that specific bank and in general and, you know, the steps I took coming from a non-target to, to get to that position. And, you know, that level of, of grind and, and, and that level of um, attention to detail that um, a non-target school person might have because they, they have to kind of push themselves harder a little bit um, really speaks, bodes well with some of the, uh, the bankers and, and helped me a lot when, when trying to break into a lot of interview processes, definitely, uh, definitely um, in the kind of late stages of the whole thing. You're, you're absolutely right. It's like when they realize how much work you put into this and one, yeah, that shows how much grind you have, which is honestly a really, really great trait to have for this role, obviously. Um, but also just like how much you want this. Right. Like most people, I don't think would go to the lengths that you went to, to, you know, get this outcome. Right. But, um, but I mean, that, that's amazing. And, and I think that's some really good advice here, which is just like, people have this, there's this myth or a misconception out there. I don't know how to start that. You can only talk to a banker if they went to your school. Well, it's like, if they went to your school. That's just, that's just one type of connection that you could have with them or one, one similarity you could have with with them, but there yeah. could be so many other similarities that you might have with someone else. Um, if you just know how to leverage it. Right. And then of course, like you said, you have to reach out the right way and you have to know what to talk to them about. Like, cause even if you reach out to them the right way and you get them to talk to you, if you're really bad at having that conversation or you don't know how to do it in a way that gets them to actually want to refer you, it's not going to matter, right? There's so many steps within even just the networking um, process that yeah. you, you could trip up multiple times along the way, right? If you don't know what you're doing. Um, and then, like you said, even like if you do everything correctly and you get that referral, sometimes it still doesn't work out, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's how, that's how hard this process is. But, I mean, look, that's amazing that just like I said, how much work you put into this, which is, again, also just backs up what I said earlier about why I felt like you were so deserving of this. Um, I guess last question for you. Um, you've already given so so many uh, pieces of amazing advice, to be honest. But like if you were to go back to when you, for, when you first started this process, knowing what you know now, having come out the other side of it what's something that yeah. jared today would tell the jared nine months ago um it was just like something that you wish you knew back then mm -hmm. yeah nine months ago i mean I, maybe i would tell myself uh um realize you want to do banking earlier <laughs> uh, i'm kidding you can't you obviously can't do that so you got to work within the time frame that you're given but um i, I would say um 
I would say just um, one thing that really stuck out to me within the process and sp like really sped up the process towards the end was having like the courage to like speak to literally anyone, like literally like if this person is the global head of X, Y, and Z, like don't be scared to talk to that person or reach out. Like there's no reason why you should. Um, I actually got my offer now because I did that. Um, um, so have the, first of all, like I would actually, you know, front load a lot of your conversations with analysts and maybe even people that don't go to your school who are in high positions because um, you can use those strong connections later to really, really push for you if you know, you've really built up um, that skill set. But um, so front loaded, I'd say with you know some analysts and associates from you know places that you know aren't necessarily your low hanging fruits because that could help you break into the system a little bit and, and, and break into it, you know, like really learn what's going on because like Sam's going to teach you everything, but you got to be able to practice it. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a job about, it's a process about doing and learning and doing. So once you get that down, then once you're comfortable speaking to some of those, you know, higher level guys, um, you can have those like really efficient conversations and make your time worthwhile. I wish I would have, I wish I would have done that earlier on in the process versus in the last like two or three months of everything. Got it. That's, that's great, man. That's great piece of advice. A lot of times I ask people this question, like what advice would you, would you, did you wish you had the most popular advice that we've gotten in all of the client interviews I've done is actually, uh, I wish I started earlier. So, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so everybody, everybody always says that, you know, and I always try to tell everybody like, Hey, start earlier, start now, start now, start now. And people always procrastinate, but no, but the, the, the other advice that you gave about networking, I think like that's, that's huge. You're absolutely right. Like people get intimidated when it comes to like speaking to more senior people. Um, and a lot of times I know a lot of people that only network with analysts or they only network yeah. with people that are one or two years older than them because that's who they're comfortable talking to. Well, the global head of XYZ group is probably going to have a lot more pull than, you know, yeah. first year analysts in that exact same group, right? Of course, they're probably harder to reach and sure. they're a lot busier. And so you can't like reach out and waste their time because they're not going to be pleased if you do that. But like you said, if you're, if you get good at your craft, um, I mean, those people, they enjoy talking to someone who's smart and ambitious and motivated and has put in the work right as long as you show as long as you show well basically um so that, that's great advice man i love it um i feel like <clears throat> you've uh, you dropped a lot of knowledge bombs um <clears throat> just in the past 45 minutes or so so i'm sure people are really appreciative so um but anyway at the end of the day i guess the conclusion is um like you got an offer, obviously, like mm -hmm. you want to kind of tell people what the outcome was for you at the end of all this, <laughs> this, this yeah. long journey. Yeah. I ended up getting an, an offer at, at Jeffrey's for the uh, summer of 21 uh, internship program. Got it. That's awesome. I mean, Jeffrey's, Jeffrey's great firm, obviously. Um, I know you're really excited about it. Um, and so super happy for you. Um, I think I've said this five times already on this call, but, I feel like you're super deserving of it and um, 
I'm always happy for my clients when they got offers, obviously. Um, I was, I was like extra happy for you, obviously, because I know how much work you put in. So huge, huge, huge congrats on that. Um, so look guys, like hopefully you guys have found this to be valuable. Um, I would say my key takeaway from this conversation with Jared, I mean, there's so many good takeaways you could have, but I would just say like really having the, you know, Jared called the thick skin. I would probably call it, you know, resiliency. Uh, and just being able to take rejection after rejection after rejection, especially if you're coming from, you know, non-target school where you're, you are going to be relatively speaking a little bit more handicapped. Right. But by no means does that mean that you can't compete with these kids that are going to, you know, uh, target schools and whatnot, really. You, you can, you can absolutely still break into banking if you have the grind and if you're willing to put in the work and, and you're using the proper strategies and proper frameworks. So, um, look, if you're in a similar spot as Jared, like, you know, maybe you're feeling like, you know, you don't have a lot of resources and you just need that guidance. Um, and you want to kind of level the playing field a little bit, um, then we're here for you. Right. So I want to invite you to book a free strategy session with us. This is, you know, kind of what we do with everyone. Um, before we, you know, even decide if we should work together. Like sometimes it's not a good fit and sometimes we don't, we might not be able to get you the outcome that you want, but we're always going to be honest with you. You know, um, even from, from a non-target school, we're not going to automatically just write you off. We're going to tell you exactly what we think is possible with our help um, based on, you know, the situation you tell us. And then we can see what makes the most sense from there. Right. And at a minimum, we'll give you whatever advice we can give you um even if you want to just take that and go and implement it on your own that's totally cool so if uh that's something that you're interested in i would um i would invite you to just go to www.wallstreetmastermind.com apply um the streets abbreviated to st so you can go to www.wallstmastermind.com apply and uh yeah just book a time on our team's calendar to talk to us our calendars are usually pretty packed so the sooner you do it the better and um you know, we look forward to talking to you. So uh, anyway, Jared, I want to thank you for just you know, like coming on here and taking the time to talk to everyone about your experience and giving so much great advice to everyone. And um, I really enjoy this conversation. Um, and uh, again, looking forward to seeing what's ahead of you, man, like all the success, you know, that you're going to have. And um, obviously... I don't think I need to say this and I don't think you will be, but don't be a stranger and, uh, you know, feel free to continue to use this as a resource if you ever have questions about anything. And I look forward to uh, just continuing to work with you. <clears throat> sure. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well guys, uh, that'll be it for, uh, today's episode and, uh, thanks for tuning in and, uh, we'll be back with more of these in the near future. All right. Talk soon. Bye.